Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Change Your Game with GTD uh, podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hello. Uh, our purpose in this podcast is to provide you with some, some thoughts and some approaches for getting the most out of um, the GTD methodology. And, and if, if you do that, what that's going to mean is that you live in more stress-free ways, you get more of the right things done, and you're able to shut off from work when that's appropriate. Um, and, and Robert, as we were talking about what to talk about today, as we always do just before we hit record, uh, we, we thought that it would be helpful to talk about the uh, in a world that is so full of change at the moment, right? Political, economic, uh, health-wise, there's so much going on and, and there are so many layers of change and so many different areas of change for so many people. We thought it might be helpful for us to do a little bit of uh, talking about how how GTD can support us in this world where um, the the level you know dynamics have been turned up to eleven. Um, what what are your thoughts? It's just you you reflect on the current reality. Is is there anything in particular that comes to mind, or anything that you're you're thinking about your GTD knowledge or practices that are that are helpful? Yeah, definitely. First of all, points uh, bonus points for. Spinal Tap reference there, um, yeah. I, I, to you know, I, I love that. Um, you know, the the philosopher um, Heraclitus said change is the only constant, and I love that he said it in the fifth century BC <laughs> because we're still quoting it. Um, you know, and and I think um, uh, the interesting thing about um, un uncertain times is, or or certain situations in life that create uncertainty is that often we can tire of them, but they won't tire of us, you know? So it's sort of, it's sort of like here, here we still are uh, dealing with change, dealing with uncertainty. So this to me is one of the reasons I think that having good systems is particularly important in managing um, situations and circumstances that um, change in ways that we don't expect and go on for longer, frankly. Uh, than than we would have liked because just trying to manage it through sheer force of will, uh, through some some form of you know ruminating on it, um, through um, you know some form of just trying to push your one's way through it, um, often doesn't work. Often what we're in is a is a situation that involves some level of endurance, basically, right? We we got to get through this at the timing and pace that it is to be got through. Um, so as a result, having systems and systematizing the approach to some of these things, I think, um, and to, to, to dealing with change in particular, um, I think is what lets me anyway kind of stick it through, you know, stick through something for the long haul. Um, so that was my, my initial thought is just thank goodness for having systems rather than having to, um, you know, try and try and force my way through situations that really Force, force isn't going to do it, right? Just willing something back to the way it was is is not enough. You've got to really look at, you know, what what good can I do today? What outcome? You know, how can I affect this outcome today? What's one small next step? The aggregation of those steps kind of is is the only way through. So that was my that was my initial thought. Is thank goodness for systems in times of heavy heavy change. What about you? Well, you know, as you're talking about it, what's what's occurring to me is that one of the things that has changed a lot, I think, for for many of us, uh, 
probably most of us is, is that, that we have a, a less of a sense of control, right? And I think if you rolled back four months and you know did a did a sort of a pre and post survey, you'd probably you'd probably find that people today are just so so much is so is so unsure at the moment. So we have this it's a very natural human desire, I think, to to have control in our lives and to have a sense of control. And that's something that is not, you know, not much on offer in the current, you know, in the current moment. I mean, we're we're sitting here in the UK, we're we're starting to come out of lockdown, where, you know, the, the government is making announcements about the pace at which that's happening and and um, you know, and, and some things are being walked back and some things are being moved forward. And so even just the the limitations on what we can do day to day have been changing. So, you know, you 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 try to you try to go from there to hey, I'd really like to have a sense of control of my life. I, I don't even know, you know, whether I'm going to be able to uh, whether I'm going to be able to uh, meet friends for a for a dinner in the country pub up the road from us here uh, in a few weeks' time. So, so it's a I'm reminded, you know, over my career, I've spent a fair amount of time in the Middle East and and in conversation in the Middle East quite often what will come into conversation uh, is is this phrase, inshallah, which which translates, as I understand it, basically to if God wills it, right? And I think that's that's a really important reminder for me that we we want to have a sense of control. We, we uh, in a certain sense, I say, uh, as I say, I think we believe that we need a sense of control. And that at the same time, it's in moments like this that it becomes clear to us what the limits really of our control uh, are, you know, how much control we have over our world. All that said, I think what you've brought up there is really important, you know, in, in a sea uh, of, of insecurity or, or indecision or lack of control, I find it fascinating how, how not just productive, but in some ways quite comforting, the question, what's the next action can be, right? And I know it's, you know, we, we, we talk about this all the time. It's sort of, it's sort of one of the basic, you know, GTD 101, 101 questions, you know, what's the next action? But it, it can get us out of that, um, it can get us out of all kinds of things. It can get us out of worry. It can get us out of indecision. It can get us out of a sense of hopelessness. It's, it's fascinating to me, especially in times like this, how powerful that, that one question can be. My situation is what my situation is, right? Um, and, and, you know, uh, it may not be in the, the, the situation that I want to be in, but an interesting question is, I find, okay, it is what it is. What's the next action? What, what are you going to do to change the situation or to do what you can do to, to adapt to the situation if, if changing the situation is not, is not on offer? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think that's, that's um, absolutely powerful because it gets us out of the victim of circumstances position and back in the driver's seat, right? Even that moment of being back in the driver's seat, I think, by realizing there is something to, to do, something doable. Um, you know, just just can be a, a shift. The world the world looks a little different. I think just once you've identified a next action on something that was formerly a, a real problem and now a project, you know, something something for you to do something about. And interestingly, if you go right up the horizons model, the horizons of focus model. So you know, this six part model where we think about the different levels at which you think about your work. Um, I think there's a lot of value at the very top as well. The very top level being purpose. Um, and principles or values, right? Those things that you that you hold dear about how you do what you do. Uh, so the big why, your purpose, um, you know, what gives you a sense of purpose. 
and what you don't want to sort of transgress in fulfilling that purpose. And and those two things, interestingly, um, in my experience, rarely change. They become clarified a bit more over time. They become a bit, bit more clear and crisp about what that really means to me. But the same kind of idealistic, you know, 20 something, I now have, you know, kind of similar purpose, just maybe more clarity on exactly what that means and, and what the scope is of that. So um, an interesting question for me has been, you know, how do I hold true to my sense of purpose in the midst of a circumstance that, you know, is, is different than I would like it to be or is less certain than I would like it to be? How do I adapt what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, um, so that I really feel like I'm holding true to that in relation to new input, new information, new, new situations, new circumstances, um, you know, and you can get, you can, that too can get into some pretty profound sort of, sort of Victor, Victor Frankel like territory, right? Where you go, you know, wow, can you, can you really hold to a sense of, of purpose and, and higher purpose in all circumstances that are incredibly difficult uh, circumstances? And there are some really inspiring examples of people who've done that are the people that, that we really, or at least I do really look up to. Um, but from that, you know, then you can start to think from kind of the top down. So you can take, take this from the bottom up called, do I have any next action? <laughs> can I do anything, you know, about this? Um, and the answer is pretty much always yes. I mean, the, the, the ultimate fallback to me is, you know, is I have some control over my attitude toward it. You know, so that's, that's the, the last resort part of, you know, control for me is at least I can change my attitude a little bit. Or you can go from top down. You can go like, look, you know, how do I get in touch with and fulfill that sense of, of higher purpose? Um, you know, how does this change my goals? How does this change my kind of vision for the future, if at all? How does this change the areas of focus that I want to focus on? How does this change some of the projects that I may need to re renegotiate so that other ones that I didn't realize were coming into my world that are, that are in my world, I can give appropriate attention to? Um, and, and it trickles down from there to the, to the next action level as well. So I love that the, you know, kind of any entry point into that, that self-reflection model, the, the six-part horizons of focus model, uh, can give us an opportunity, um, you know, to align with what we want to be true for us. So. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm just, as you were talking about uh, the, uh, the, the horizons of focus and in particular, um, Horizon Five, you know, purpose and principles, as you say. I was just reflecting on the first time, the first time I heard about the model, and I sort of got exposed to the ideas. I sort of thought, yeah, you know, interesting, makes sense. I think I'd like to give that a try. And I came up with a, with a draft, uh, high-level purpose, right? So I, you know, sat down and said, you know, why do I think I'm on the planet, right? Let's have a, let's have a draft. And it was embarrassingly bad. It was just really cringing toe toe grippingly cringingly bad and i would um and you know to your point what happened over time was that it just became more and more clear right as as i started to i suppose consciously and consciously unconsciously to think about my purpose it became clear and i, and I started to refine and refine and refine and over time it's gotten to the point where it actually feels like it's it's it is really um I would say, you know, the work is all done, but it feels much more congruent with with what I believe is going on for me as a, per a person fundamentally. So I suppose that's a little bit of encouragement for those of you who are who are maybe uh, sitting there thinking, well, life purpose, really? And uh, just just get a bad draft down and and, uh, and believe that you'll refine it over time. I, I think, though, you're right. It's a it's an interesting one. This, you know, um, 
one of the other things that I reflect on after however many weeks we've been in lockdown now is that the uh, what's become much more clear to me is what the requirements are. And, and when I say requirements, I mean, what do I, what do I really need to have to live a satisfied life? And that's become clear in a bizarre way because of the lack of some things which, you know, which I normally would have said, well, yeah, that seems quite important to me. And it's only now in a position where I've really had to, in many ways, strip my life back to, 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 you know, some core things that it becomes clear that a lot of those things which felt important then, now in retrospect, don't really feel that uh, that important. I don't know. Have you had any experience like that as well? That that, that oh. lockdown leads to clarity. There, there's absolutely. Something. No, I absolutely have. And and there have been various moments in, in my life where there's been major game changing, life changing inputs. Um, so I'd be curious. I'd be curious for you if you as you reflect on those moments where circumstances changed significantly in your life. What your kind of strategies were for. Uh, for getting a handle on that, all the GTD. But one of them for me, as I reflect on that, is just as you said, creating creating space. I would call it. I go, wow, something big has happened. I need to create space for dealing with that. If nothing else, for dealing with it, kind of psychologically sometimes. And so, how do I create space? Well, the beauty of the GTD system is it shows you kind of all the things you're filling space with at the moment. Right? It's all there all the space fillers, you know, the big rocks, the small rocks, the whole, the, everything in the jar is there. So if you want to clear some of the jar, you have a really good inventory to go to. And um, so the first thing I look at is the project level and just look at, right, what projects do I renegotiate? And depending on the circumstances, I may explain a little bit, hey, you know, here's, here's what happened, here's what's going on, family emergency, whatever. And usually people are pretty understanding about that, you know, when you when you give them enough uh, information about what has changed and why and whatever, you know, they they get it. We all get why the local cafe closed, you know, or or, or whatever because you know because of lockdown. So, um, so communicating well, but with those that that you need to renegotiate with, but but doing it and getting pretty, you know, if it, as you said, it focuses the mind. Um, renegotiating at the project level is probably the single, the single biggest kind of go-to to create space. And when I talk about space, I'm also mean time, right? Actual time in the calendar. Um, that you know, looking at you know what I have booked as kind of hard, like a hard landscape, the stuff where you got to be some on, on a Zoom call these days at a particular time. Um, so creating that, creating room for for what's new, um, you know, and and recognizing that there's also going to be an impact where. Um, given all of this, actually what I need sometimes is more time to stare into space, more, more stare out the window time than usual to integrate the experience and the newness of it and, and to have time to think and reflect on what this means and, and all of that. So um, sometimes in a real kind of acute crisis type situation, the answer is get busier. But very often at some point for me, there needs to be a, a moment where I go, look, I need to create space to integrate this experience. Um, and to deal with what's new. So that that's that's been me. I'm curious for you if you reflect on you know a time or two when major major stuff has changed. What what where what are your go tos on a practical basis to to cope with it in relation to your system? I I, I don't have. Uh, I I think your your example is a brilliant one, and I think that you know the projects the list you know this kind of what are the outcomes I'm working to achieve in the next twelve months or so that that it it can provide you know, both 
it's uh, as I reflect on it, the power of it is 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 uh, I think uh, foundational to everything that we do in GTD. It's it's a very important idea, and the benefit of it I think is interesting, both in in somehow in conscious and subconscious ways. You know, the fact, and we go back right now to to, to one of the to the really really basic ideas of GTD, which is that we've got an external system, right? So we've got a system which has all of our commitments in it, and it is. Um, and it is something that we review regularly. And, you know, most people don't really feel the need to be looking at their projects list on a, on a daily basis. For most people, that's just way overkill, right? That's, that's too often. So, you know, on average, probably most people during, during the weekly review, you know, once, once a week when they're, when they're sort of going through everything is the time when they look through the projects list. But as I think about it, it's, it's by having uh, it's by being clear about those projects, having them in a system, which I know I'm going to review, and I know, interestingly, that I have reviewed, right, that I think that the pull of the project starts to become, um, it starts to become, in some ways, in, 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 a, in a really interesting way, a bit subconscious, right? In other words, because I've reviewed the system, and because I've, uh, and, and, and I know I will again, it, it creates this kind of, um, the subcon subconscious tension in instances where I, I know that I'm not really moving forward on these projects in the way that I that I would like, or you know, uh, alleviates this that kind of sub subconscious uh, tension when I realize actually that project is fine. Right, I'm clear what the next action is. The next action's there. Maybe it's been there for quite a while, and it doesn't feel like something that in the current in the current world is hugely has huge urgency behind it. Um, so yeah, I don't want to get too, uh, I don't want to get too, uh, too mystical about it, but, but that, that occurs to me as well is, uh, the, the, the benefit of the projects list and of our regular review of the projects list seems to me again, be both conscious and subconscious. Am I, am I talking, am I in the land of the fairies here? What do you think? No, no, I absolutely agree. It's just about, you know, when you stake down what's real for you, and you review that regularly, I think it's a very, you know, well understood and just kind of psychological fact that you're going to start closing that gap. Your brain's going to be orientated that way. You know, this is why I tell people to, to put in desired and successful outcomes as the, as the project statement, you know, when, when we work together and they go, oh, yeah, well, you know, and I go, well, no, just make it good, make it look good, make it enticing. You're going to be looking at it once a week for however long it takes to get it done. Your brain, you know, when you tell your brain, here's the task, it, it very, you know, dutifully marches, marches away in its thought process about how to fulfill that task. And if it's stated in the negative, it's going to start giving you, giving you negative possibilities. So I absolutely think how we externalize and relate to the stuff we've externalized um, is, is very, very real and very, very tangible. You know, people don't, don't go into board meetings going, you know, right, how are we going to decrease our stock value this time? You know, it's like, it's like let me give you your best thoughts on how we can, we can reduce shareholder value here today. You know, right. They, you don't prime the pump that way. You don't prime the pump with a bunch of mud. So no, I absolutely agree. I don't think it's, um, it's fluffy at all, but that, that um, getting real, getting real with, with what is what you want and what you don't want anymore, what is no longer uh, important. So that stuff's not something that's recycling back on you weekly in an unhelpful way, draining, draining brain, brain juice, as it were. Um, I think that's very, very important. So if, you know, I think we're not the only ones facing a bit of uh, change and uncertainty 
um, if we were to kind of send people off with uh, one or two sort of top tips, as it were, or uh, things that they, as either a beginning or a, a, a journeyman GTD practitioner, could do uh, to help gain a little more of that sense of control over what is controllable, what what are your thoughts on how what we could what we could give people to kind of go away and try? I'll tell you what, why don't why don't I talk to the to the folks who are fairly new to GTD, and how about you talk to the to the uh, to the more advanced folks. Um, right. I guess if if you're new to GTD or you're you're maybe you've maybe this is the first you're hearing of it, right? Maybe somebody's forwarded you this podcast. Um, what I would say is um, keep in mind a couple of core ideas that are that I think are going to be very helpful. The first is if it's on your mind, it's very unlikely to be moving forward, right? So so one of the best practices is start to get in the habit of getting things out of your mind. That's really important. So anytime you identify something where you'd say, you know what, I'd really like the world to be different, then get that idea out of your head, get it down on paper. Um, and then the second thing I'd say is um, get in the habit of, uh, even if it doesn't have a huge amount of structure, but get in the habit of having an external system an external system which has reminders in it which you refer to on a regular basis so you already have this right you've already got a calendar you're probably looking at your calendar at least daily on most days um, think about expanding that idea right so we've been talking a lot about projects today put together a list of things which are the more than one step outcomes you want to have done by the end of the year okay um, and make that a discrete part of your of your external system. Whatever technology, do it on paper, do it in whatever digital tool, do it online, whatever works best for you. Um, and then get in the habit of next action thinking. So for each one of those outcomes, and for all of those things that you've captured, what's the next action? What's the very next physical, visible thing you need to do to move that forward? Um, that's kind of your that's kind of your three minute introduction to GTD and some of the core ideas that I think would be helpful in the current environment. Um, what are you going to do to talk to? Uh, what are you going to say to the folks who are who are more experienced GTDers? Well, uh, you know, there's no moves but the basic moves, but there's some ways to think about and relate to some of the basics that um, that might help. Uh, so if you're if you're doing GTD, you're doing mind sweeps. You're getting stuff out of your head already. By mind sweep, we just mean you're sitting down with some kind of recording implement a piece of paper or a word doc or whatever um, and answering the question what has your attention um, i would encourage you all to to do that with particularly the focus on what's uncertain right now in mind you just go all right based on the current climate what am i what am i kind of worrying about what's niggling away at me um, you know what what is this and start to get that out that in itself is a mildly therapeutic but that's only step one then i would say look at that and you know, run the GTD thought process that you know so well on clarifying your projects and next actions. But have a think in particular with each one of these things that you're so-called worried about, um, about what is controllable in that situation. What is within your control within that situation? And what is within your control within that situation is necessarily kind of the the project is is the outcome that you're wanting to go toward, right? So. Um, I'm sure you can think of examples of people and situations that are not within your control, but you found some element that is actually something where you can affect some form of positive change, where you do have some desired outcome within this that is 51% believable, that is reasonable, that you could actually influence that outcome. 
So that's thing one is, is do it, do a mind sweep, get your worries out, turn your problems into projects. And then thing two is probably your system's going to be a little overloaded at that point. If you do, it's very possible that, that there's more there to do than one human being should be uh, expected to do. And so getting the, the stuff that's real, that's in there out uh, is going to create some pressure. And, and the way to alleviate that pressure is to then renegotiate some of those things you thought were important, that in reality, some of these things that were worries are going to, are going to edge out or, you know, are going to edge out in order to create a system that is reasonable for one person uh, to, to live within um, and renegotiate those things, renegotiate them well and consciously and kindly with others uh, or with yourself get them into someday maybe, get them into projects deferred, get them into, you know, a calendar item for October to review. Is it time to pick these things back up? Uh, but get, get them out of your active system and get real with uh, those things that are within your control to start to alleviate any of the concern uh, around what's changed. Those are, those are my thoughts. Great stuff. Thank you, Robert. And thank you all for joining us for this week's uh, uh, change your game with GTD podcast. Um, it occurs to me we've had we've had Victor Frankel, we've had Heraclitus, and we've had uh, Spinal Tap. So we've ranged the big three all over the big three the right big there, three, yeah, all over the it. intellectual uh, landscape. Um, hope you found this helpful. Um, if there's anything that we can do to help you on your GTD journey, please do let us know. You can find us at um, www.next-action. .co.uk. We very much do do requests. So if you have if you have anything in mind that you'd like us to talk about in one of these podcasts, please, please uh, do get in touch. Thanks again. Be safe, be well, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>